Second Corinthians chapter twelve. Second Corinthians chapter twelve. We want to talk about tonight. My grace is sufficient. That's what God is saying. His grace is sufficient. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter twelve, verse one. It says, it is not expedient for me, doubtless, to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. This is Paul speaking. I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell. Amen. Paul is speaking here of a, of a vision that he had. He Amen. He couldn't tell if he was in his body or out of the body. I mean, it was a, it, it was a, a heavenly experience, encounter that he had. He said in verse 2, he said, I'm going to read again, start up again. He said, it is not expedient for me, doubtless, to glory. I will come to visions. Amen. Visions and revelations. Amen. He had visions and revelations of the Lord. He said, I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago. Whether in the body, I cannot tell. Or whether out of the body, I cannot tell. God know it. Such a one caught up into the third heaven. Amen. He was in a vision. Amen. Caught up into the third heaven. He couldn't relate if he was in his body or out of his body. It was such a heavenly experience. Amen. God can visit us in in great ways. A lot of people you don't hear them talking about that. There's some people maybe they ate too much and they had all kind of dreams. But I'm talking about them heavenly dreams, heavenly dreams that sent from God. You don't hear too many people talking of that. Them experiences. He had that type of experience. Amen. You have to be have a relationship and have some great encounters with God for God to visit you in a way like that. Amen. Because that's a heavenly experience and though you will never forget it and say I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago whether in the body I could not tell or whether out of the body that experience was so heavenly he couldn't tell whether he was in his body or out of the body amen God knows such a one caught up into the third heavens verse 3 saying I knew a man whether in the body he's saying again I knew a man such a man whether in the body or out of the body I cannot tell God know it and it said how that he was caught up into paradise. He just seen, you know, his a vision of a man. And he, you know, that's his experience. He had experience. He seen a vision. He said how was how he was caught up into paradise, and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful or not expedient, amen, for a man to utter. Of such. And then sometimes through the experiences God give us, everything is God shows us, especially if He shows us to us, everything is not to be told. Everything is not to be told. Some people, if they every time they look at the Lord show me this, the Lord told me that God don't talk like that. Some things are for you and God for a reason. You don't tell everything that God unless God tell you to say, tell. Amen. And they said. He was caught up into the, the verse 4, how that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful. You know, it's not lawful. It's not lawful down here for a man, for a person to understand. Or it's not, it, it, it wasn't for people down here. That's why some things you don't tell. 
supernatural experience that God gave us. Lawful of a man to utter. It's not, it wasn't lawful for a man to, to utter. And it said, of such a one will I glory. Of such a such a one will I glory. Yet of myself I will not glory. His flesh would want, would want to glory, but he know you don't glory in the things of God. You give God the glory. You don't say, I this, I that. Or sit yourself on a platform and say, this. it's God that raises us up. We don't make ourselves known and put ourselves out there on spotlight. And some people, they like to be seen and like to be heard. They want to be on spotlight. You all on the media. You see it, you know, on the TV. Now you look on, you know, it's people. They they want that spotlight experience. When you have a spotlight experience, you don't really have experience with God like you need to, because God is the one that exalts us. We don't exalt ourselves. Amen. And it says, "Of such a one will I glory, yet yet of myself I will not glory, but in my infirmities." He said, "If I'm gonna glory and and, and brag." Praise, I'm going to glory in my weakness. Infirmities mean weakness. Most people don't glory in their weakness. They, you know, they look upon themselves, this is, I'm weak in this area, I'm weak in that area. Oh, this, I'm going through this, this is rough for me. But God wants you to give praise in the midst of what you're going through. Of the midst, in the midst of your weakness. He don't want you to wait till you come out of it. He wants you to give you him praise while you're in the midst of your weakness. And we all got them, you know, in some form or some fashion, we got them. Amen. My weakness may not be yours and yours may not be mine, but we have them. But God wants us to give him praise to, uh, Paul said, I want glory about the visions and the revelations that God has shown me. I could glory because, you know, I've been caught up into the third heavens. I've seen things that were unlawful for a person to utter. I done been, I've been traveling with God in spirit. I can say I this and that, but he said I would not be a fool to glory. We can't take God. We don't take God's glory. Amen. That's why Satan got kicked out of heaven. He said I would be like the most high God. I would be over the most high God. And the Lord said, oh no, you're getting up out of here. And he went flying out of heaven. God don't deal with, don't like that pride. A proud, a pride spirit, a proud spirit. It said, for though I desire to glory, his flesh, people's flesh gets the best of them. They want to be in the spotlight. Amen. God's calling from lowly people, not people that want to be seen and people want to be heard. It's best for God to build you up and make your name hit the highway, not you take it yourself. Because if God take you on the highway, so to speak, spirit highway, you'll stay on that highway, but you take yourself on there, you're going to lose your focus. It's the direction. You got to go back from where you got it from. God called you to do something. He called you. You got to go back from where you, where you, where, where God is. Uh, you know, God, you can always go back to him if he tells you to do something. Because you're going to need to. There are going to be times when you can't see your way and you don't know how far you can go. You're going to have to be able to go back to where, who told you to do it. Amen. I'd rather for it to be like that than I put myself out there. Amen. So God is the one. Paul said, I will not glory. He said, I, he said, for though I desire to glory, because the flesh part of us wants everybody to know I I I, I got it. I, I got this thing. You know, it's me rolling. It ain't not you rolling, it's God rolling. Amen. For though I desire to glory, I should not be a fool. For I will say the truth. But not, but now I forbear. 
lest any man think of me above that which he see me to be or that he heareth me. He said, I don't want nobody to think more of me than, than they should think of me. That's the way I felt about myself. I, some things you know God has put in your life, you know God has anointed you, but you don't sit there and brag about nothing because you can do nothing without God. And that some people say that, but you got to really believe that I cannot do anything without you, Lord. Amen. Stay ever lowly before the Lord. Ever humble for Lord. I don't care what the Lord blesses you with. Whatever he does in your life, keep a lowly spirit. You know, I, that's one thing that I did learn from, you know, the ministry that I did sit up under, uh, Elder Otis. He's, he's a, most people know him. He's, he has a meek and lowly spirit. He, he, he's like, his spirit has always been like that. A meek and lowly spirit. Amen. God can do a lot with you when you're meek and lowly. Amen. You might you might not be elevated for people. Nobody even recognize who you are. You could be a great man, a great woman of God. Nobody know nothing about you. That's all right. God knows something about you. And in time, when He won't expose you, He will. Amen. Most people that won't don't want to be exposed. Them the one God will expose. Amen. You got to remember when God exposes us. We got to be in a place that we're mature because people forget that people are not just going to see what God's doing in your life. You're going to be exposed in all your life. You know what I'm saying? I heard some, one minister say that. He said, you know, people, you know, this one minister I heard a long time ago say, it's like people are all, the bigger you become, the more you are people going to be more in your business. The name hit the highway, you better be mature because you don't, you gonna, you ain't gonna be able to take the pressure. Along with the exposing, it comes persecution. That's why I said let God do it because He knows if you can handle it or not. You get a big name, people be all up in your business, the news, news reporters and everything, people be all up in your business. You gotta know if I can take that. God knows if you can take it before He put you there. Amen. Yeah, that's right. And then the devil would use your your children or whoever that just act act really crazy, and your name be really out there on the highway. You know what I'm saying? That's how the devil does. You think you just said, "Oh, I got a big name." No, you some it's some persecution come along with that. <laughs> and so is it's this what the scripture says? Except the Lord build the house, let the Lord build your house. Your spiritual house, your your whatever, let him build it. Because see, you can always fall back on him. You ain't you ain't trying to do nothing yourself. Because you know you can't do anything without him. And it's saying, unless it says uh, verse seven, unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelation. See, when God does things in our life, if we don't watch it, we get the big head. Might get you, bless you new home, new car. Or, Bless you would know how to do this and do that. My people say, oh, I ain't going to take God's glory. He, he, do, he can do anything for me. But you don't know you like God know you. So it's best to trust God and not yourself. And, you know, you, you, I mean, it's really like Paul said, you will be a fool to glory when you know you're nothing. First, you got to realize I'm nothing without God. And people, it's, that's easy more said than done for some people. You know, it's like some people like when they feel down and out. No, I'm nothing. But now I'm feeling, I'm feeling good now. Everything, uh, 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 you know, they start getting on the wrong. That's how a lot of people get thrown off. 
get 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 on the wrong track. Amen. See, even some some great ministries and stuff in this world today. If you go back and look at the background, of them greatly anointed ministries. Now it's all mixed up and polluted and and so much uh, so mess must mess them. You don't even know if that's the same ministry or not. You can get thrown off. You can start off good and get thrown off. Amen. You have to that word. You got to keep following the word and keep doing what the word say. Since a lot of people stop, they start, they preach the word and stop doing what they need to do. So you can be a, a pastor, a leader, and give other people stuff and you don't even do it. And you're going to revert back. You're going to help other people to be saved, but you're going to start reverting back. You have to get, be first partaker of what you preach and teach. You can't put that out there and don't do it yourself. People do it all day long, but you'll mess up. You, you'll end up uh, uh, help up people get saved, but you'll be lost. You'll be a castaway yourself because God expects you to do this. Matter of fact, you, you, you're required to do it more, for example, than he, you know, he requires all of it, but you have to really do it. You have to uh, uh, do what you're putting out there because it'll come back to haunt you. Amen. It's unless I should verse seven, unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance and and, and and through the abundance of revelation, a lot of time people they don't understand. Amen. There's a price to pay when you get the things of God. God's uh, whatever He gives you is very important. He's not gonna give you his knowledge, the word, and none of that. Amen. If you're not amen fit to carry it because this word is very precious and when you represent you representing the, uh, the word you're representing him so you can't do a sloppy you're going to represent him right they're just like in the natural you don't want your parents to look bad you don't want them to see you dressed any kind of way looking all wild and crazy and everything you know your parents ain't bring you up like that it reflects back on them. God's not going to let your life, if it's not up to part, reflect back on him. Amen? So, amen. So it says, unless I should be exalted above measure, the abundance through the uh, abundance of revelation, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. And somebody might say, well, who gave, who gave him? God gave him a thorn in the flesh? God didn't give him a thorn in the flesh. It's a mess. Let's keep on reading. It says, there was given to me. Now, the reason, remember, before the thorn in the flesh, it was a reason why the thorn in the flesh came. And there was, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. Somebody said, what is a thorn? A thorn is, uh, I'm just going to relate it uh, in the natural. It's like something, you know, like pricking. You can, like somebody got a sharp edge and will prick your flesh. But I'm going to speak about it spiritually. It's an annoyance. It's a, it's a buffing. It's an irritation. Attack from Satan. This constantly, over and repeatedly, over and over, attacking you over and over again. Some type of persecution, something that's going, that's bothering you, annoying you all the time. Amen. And he said, "There was given to me a thorn in the flesh." Amen. Like I said, a thorn is a, is a problem or irritation, distress, or a reoccurrence or aggravation or something that's troubled you all the time. Over and over and over again. Amen. Was given to me a thorn in the flesh. The messenger. That's what people they read all through over this. And the, 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 the thorn came 
as uh, came from Satan. Somebody say, "Well, why did God let Satan uh, come at him?" You read the up verses before then, because he was coming to visions and revelations that he would not be exalted because the flesh part of you can get exalted real quick. You might say, "Oh no, uh, uh-uh. oh yeah." It can get lifted up real quick if you don't watch it. The messenger of Satan to buffet me. To buffet means to beat me, to strike me, to repeatedly to attack me, to persecute me. In other words, some people say, oh, I've heard people say, and I've, I've heard all say back in the day, our pastor, he would say, uh, he didn't agree with what people were saying. Some people say, well, Paul, he was sick. That was his thorn. That, that's not true. Great man of God, Paul, he prayed for the sick. He can raise the dead. He can do whatever. You can pray for himself. It, it, they say he, the people that make up stuff. He had weak eyes. <laughs> or anything. No. It's plain as day right here. It said messenger. It didn't say Paul had weak eyes. Paul was, it said the messenger of Satan to come to buffet me. I don't know where they got that from. Lest I should be exalted. Back to the before we read that part. He said there was given to me a messenger. In other words, a messenger. What is a messenger? A messenger is one that brings a message. Satan brought a message to him to to to, to trouble him. A messenger. For, uh, Satan. He didn't it, see because it didn't tell you what the what the message. What, what was the, what was the problem? People put all the all the weak eyes on that. It, it, it never told us what the problem actually was. It just told us who brought the message. And it was like an irritation, a thorn, an aggravation. We understand all that. And it says that I should be, uh, in other words, uh, Satan to buffet me. The messenger, it said, I'm going to read seven verse again. It said, unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelation, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger, in other words, Satan bought, he was a messenger, of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Now, I would say, Satan is the one about the message and the trouble, whatever Paul's issue was, to trouble him, but God allowed it. God allowed it. Same way in our life. Things happen to us. Everything, we, yeah, we just blame it on the devil. We love to blame it on him because he's always doing something. But some things we bring harm to ourselves. But the devil can bring you a problem. That don't mean it came from God. Somebody said, well, the Lord, why come he didn't do something with, about the problem? Maybe it's for a reason. Something that he's working out of you. And something you need. Paul received this storm so that he wouldn't get beside himself. God allowed Satan to buff him. Because he knew that he, he's a man. He was a man and he could get exalted with all the revelation. God, the Lord knows more about you and me than we know about me, us. We're walking to bless us here. God knows how you're going to act before he gets you that blessing. So he's trying to condition you before you get. Because some people actually walk off from God. They get so caught up into the blessing. You get so caught up into the blessing and walk straight away from God. So you know things about you and me that we don't know by ourselves. I used to have a book, Can You Stand to Be Blessed? Some people cannot stand to be blessed. They won't stay with God long enough to be blessed. Most people say, oh Lord, no, I would never, like Peter, I never deny you. Oh Lord, I, you give me the whole world, I still walk with some people. They say that, but they don't really know that. God knows more about you 
then you know about yourself. Some people say, if you just, just get me out of this place, I'm, I'm locked up, just get me out of here, I'll live for you. He already know, right? He already know if you're going to live for him or not. Some people might say, if you just heal me, I'll do this. You do that. God already know what you're going to do. He already know. He already know what I'm going to do. You have to get in line with God. Said, Lord, I don't know me like you know me. So however long it takes for you to work on me, then, you know, I trust you to work on me. Because every once in a while, God will let something squeeze you so you can see what comes up out of you that you're not prepared for the blessing. Amen. Amen. If you got fighting down in you, organ down in you, you might not be ready for a mate. Because y'all going to have some rounds. It ain't going to be good. Amen. Sometimes, you know, God already knows some things about us more than we know by ourselves. So, we got to trust God. It said for this thing, Paul is saying, this thing, he, he didn't say before, because my eyes was weak. Because they, he said, for this thing. He didn't tell us what the thing was. All we know the Satan is one bought it and God allowed it. And it was an irritation to him. But we never heard nothing about it. The Bible don't say, I don't care what, what uh, all these uh, translations I'm talking about what the Bible say. That's what you stick with. That's why when I used to teach Sunday school, even when, when I taught the young people Sunday school at, at, at uh, my home church, even I, used to even I would read the Bible first. Read the Western Bible. Then I read, because sometimes the translation is not going to say what the Bible say. And you can throw people off. You can get off. Stick with the Bible, you won't go wrong. It said, for this thing, I besought the Lord. We cried out. He cried out to the Lord. I besought the Lord thrice. And otherwise, besought the Lord three times. That's thrice me. Three times. That it may depart from me. He asked the Lord to move it. Honey, this time I'm asking the Lord to move something more than three times. What about you? <laughs> They'll ask him to move it. Lord, I just don't understand. This is one one of my, my favorite words. One of the things I say all the time. Lord, I just don't understand this. It's not like to talk to God and say you don't understand it. Somebody say, don't question God. You're not questioning God. You just praying. You better talk to God about something. Don't be scared. Talk to the Lord. This, you know, we talk, reference Him when you come to Him. But don't be. Who else you gonna? Who else gonna help you? Who else can you talk to? That's my favorite words. Lord, I don't understand. There's sometimes I have said, Lord, some things are just not clear to me. I understand this over here, but some things I don't have clarity on. And sometimes, you know what? You know another reason we don't have clarity on stuff sometimes. Especially if it's something we keep praying about, is because God speaks to us and tells us things, but it's not what we want to hear. Am I helping anybody? I've come to the conclusion it seems like He's saying nothing, little or nothing at all, because what He's saying, that's not what I want to hear. So it's like He's saying nothing. And I said, Lord, sometimes I tell the Lord, I said, Lord, I, I believe I just don't understand you because it's, I'm just not satisfied with the answers. As, you know, sometimes God, he, he'll give you a little bit. God does not run his mouth like blah, 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 blah. I'll tell you, you know, every little thing. He's give you little, he just drop little bit things in your spirit, a little bit here, a little bit there. Because you can handle everything that God tell you because you might not be prepared for it. 
You might say, Lord, I need you to do this this week. It might be a month for us to get done. So you ain't ready for that. So he'll give you what he want to give you. He lets you know that I hear you. You know, he does respond, but not give you what you want him to give you. Learning God's ways is very important. We, we, we know God for, for what he can do for we, like the children. If they knew him for how he fed them, they seen the manna, they, seen it, they knew him that way, but they didn't know his ways. Amen. You can get so caught up in things and don't know God's ways and then you can be discouraged. You got to realize God don't speak and talk like we do. He don't talk all the time. Lord told me this. Lord told me that people just lying on Lord. God don't do much talking. Tell, tell me, tell you all. Sometimes I look at people. I'm telling myself, you ain't even serving him. How you talking to you like that? <laughs> yeah, people. They know the beginning from the end. That's why they're in the mess that they in. They know that God told them here. They told them that God told me ten, uh, that ten years ago this gonna happen. God ain't told you that. If you know something about God, when people say that, you know that they don't know what they're talking about. Amen. If God going to tell you anything, especially if you're not saved, he's going to tell you you need to get saved. That's the first thing. How he telling you all these other stuff? <laughs> you know, people, the Lord showed me this and the Lord showed me that. They quit eating all that food going to bed. Amen. <laughs> For this thing, I besought the Lord twice, thrice, three times, that it might depart from me. He kept asking the Lord, would you just take this from me? I know you can do it. I've said that, Lord, you almighty God, I mean, I don't really understand why would I need to go through this this long. And then somewhere in the picture, down the road, in between, you're going to see some stuff come out of you that you understand. I see why you haven't changed some things right now. I still, you're still working on me. See, God's not just working on the, the situation all the time. Sometimes he's working, or if it's more than one person involved, there's other people involved, he is working all around. But if it's, most time, he's not going to show you what's going on, what he's working on other people, because that's none of your business. I don't care if you're even married, that's none of your business. How bad do you would want him to show you, amen, Lord, do something to this person, that what's wrong with him? He is not going to do it for you. He's going to show you how to get through that around that to get uh, along with that person and see if he know that you can't handle it, get along with her, you're gonna be by yourself till you know you can get somebody till you can handle stuff i believe god he god believe god works the different way he know you know you you know, you, 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 you fight you don't beat up folks you like to fight and stuff he don't give you nobody you gonna beat up <laughs> he ain't gonna give you nobody to you you uh, you nobody gonna beat you up god i don't want y'all beating on one another it sounds funny, you know. You know, you, you got to be real with yourself. <laughs> Hit them in the head, knock them down, or whatever. God, he, God don't, he don't do that. You gonna be mature. Being in the marriage, it takes maturity. Amen. Amen. Somebody said, "Well, I'm all right. Just don't let me lose it." Well, you need to make sure you deliver it, for you don't lose. You lose him and lose everything. Be locked up too. And he said it to me. He kept asking the Lord, would you just move this? And I, I you know, I, I got situations. I messed the Lord, I can, I, I can identify with. I don't know what his problem was, but I sure have asked you for not a month, not a day. You tell people this, 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 this walking with the Lord. This start walking with the Lord. Time, but I want God to move all this. I understand in line. We some of us been asking the Lord for a long time. And some things he have done and some things he have just stand in line. And let him work. 
Amen. <laughs> Amen. And said, and in other words, I sought the Lord that this would depart from me. And the Lord said, in other words, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. So what was God saying? Somebody said, God said no. <laughs> it sounds like it, don't it? It don't sound like it? He said, I got you. He said, in other words, I'm not going to move this from you. But he said, I will give you the grace. When he said, my grace, there's some things God will move. Oh, yeah. You can look in your own life and see some things God have changed. Then you can see some stuff that's still standing. Not saying he would not ever move it. But if it's not moved right now, he giving you grace. Amen. My grace. Amen. Grace is un unmerited favor. It's mercy. It's unmerited favor and mercy from God that we don't earn. He just does it out of the goodness of his heart. And he's given us an enablement, enablement power to do what we cannot do without his grace. There's some things that you cannot handle and I cannot handle. I would be done and over with. I wouldn't probably be in here today if it wasn't for the grace of God. This grace is strength and power, ability to hang in there when you know that you couldn't hang in there without the help of the Lord. He's given us grace. Amen. My grace is sufficient. Sufficient means my grace is enough. God is saying, when he said my grace is sufficient for you, you say, Lord, I can't hang in here no longer. Lord, I'm about to lose it. I'm going to lose it up in here, up in here. I'm about to lose my, I can't take no more of this. And God said, yes, you can. He said, because I'm going to give you strength. Amen. Sufficient means more than enough. I'm going to give you something that you didn't even realize you can be able to do. I'm going to strengthen you with my power to cause you to hang in there. My grace is sufficient, is enough for you. If you just say if you was, uh, don't have all the money you, you, that you need to buy somewhere, you don't have all the food, you say, well, I take the food I have and make do what I it's sufficient. It's gonna be. It's gonna be enough. I got enough to feed. Uh, make this work. I got. I'm gonna take the money I got. To, it's gonna make that work. It's gonna be satisfying. It's gonna be uh, sufficient. It's gonna be more than enough. My grace is sufficient for thee. My strength. After he said, my grace is sufficient for thee, he said, because, reason my grace is sufficient for you, because my strength, not, it's a reason the rest of Jesus. My strength, the strength of God, is made perfect in your weakness. In weakness. God said, in those areas where you say, I, I just can't move another thing. I can't go through this one. The Lord said, uh-huh, if you come to me, I'll put strength there that you, you, you know it will come from you, it'll come from me. You know, and so say, my strength, amen. You just got to call out to the Lord, amen. My strength, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And Paul said, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. We don't, glory means to give God praise. We don't do enough for that. God help us all. We cry, we moan, moan the complaint. And we just we always talking about what going on with we never we don't give God praise. I believe that we learn how to give God infirmities and my weakness. Because we know that the devil, he's accuser of the brethren, and he you have we have weakness in different things that he's gonna always fight our mind 
and say the Lord's not pleased with you because you didn't do this right and you you got that going on. No, he gonna do that all the time. But what did I say last week? Get it off of you. Cast talk to the Lord right away. Don't let the devil bind you with something that you amen need help with. Go to God right then and there. Get it off of your conscience, off of your mind. Say, Lord, I didn't cross the, that T right. I didn't dot that I right. I, I didn't say the right thing. Get that off of you. Repent quickly. And then that won't be able to hold that over your head. And then when people hold it over your head, God will uh, cause them to stop. Amen? Amen. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, or in other words, infirmities, my weakness, that the power of Christ may rest upon you. When you glory, give God in the midst of your weakness, God's glory and power are going to rest upon you. Amen. I believe I'm just about done. Amen. Amen. My grace is sufficient for you. Amen. Whatever that we're going through, and sometimes the devil wants to think, God, just don't do God see me. Sometimes you're like, God, do God understand? You know, why is he letting me go through this? Why? Remember, God is not the one to bring sickness. God is not the one to bring disease. God is not the one to bring trouble. We got to understand some things about God first. God do not bring bad things to his people. They come from Satan. But God does allow. If he feel like you don't pray like you need to pray. He feel like you, you need more strength in your prayer life. You need, he will allow stuff to come your way so you can get on your knees and seek the Lord. Amen. And, it's, and, and at the end of the day, it will work out. God said he calls all things to work together for your good. The bitter with the sweet, the things that you don't want, the things that I don't want, the things that we don't like, the things we don't want to put up with and stuff. And we keep talking to the Lord somewhere in the picture you're going to see where it's working out for your good. Amen. Let's give the Lord a great big hand praise.